0: Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X
1: studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for Atlanta Business Radio, spotlighting the city's best businesses and the people who lead them.
0: everyone and welcome to Atlanta Business Radio. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Katie Galley, and I am joined today by Sandy Welfare, the Executive Director of WIT, which means it must be the best Thursday of the month as we broadcast to you live with our Women in Technology segment. So Sandy, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing very well. Good morning.
0: Good morning. So uh, what's been going on with WIT lately?
1: Just lots of uh, busy planning for the upcoming school year. So Wit Campus and Wit yeah. Girls um, will kick off very shortly. And so uh, just getting everything ready for the fifteen hundred or so students. So it's good.
0: Wow. So is it that you kind of uh, you partner with local schools in the area or I mean how does the the Wit Campus Wit Girls work?
1: In some cases we do, but Wit Campus um, would be based on the campus where they are. So it's up okay. the thirteen schools and For here, GSU and KSU would probably be the two busiest um, schools, but then for WIT, Girls, it really is um, open to all girls, so they can come to any of the events. And then there's some specific schools that we go to that's an underserved community. So we try to work it so that we can bring as many girls into the fold.
0: Well, Great. And so you're in full throttle now. School is starting.
1: It has started. (laughs) Yeah,
0: right. This week. I mean, you can tell by the traffic. So so it's definitely back in session. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, who did you bring with you in studio today?
1: So I actually attended a fabulous... uh, Workshop a few weeks ago um for our women in transition, and so Pam and Morgan were two ladies who were doing this phenomenal uh workshop and it was really good because it made you think outside the box it was so original mm-hmm. and so um it was for me one of the one of the key components of why women need to invest in themselves and do more to keep their uh, skill sets you know savvy as well as keeping themselves um you know put putting something back into themselves so doing their own professional development. And they did a phenomenal job. They really did.
0: Well, great. Well, uh, welcome, Morgan. Welcome, Pam. So can you guys uh, tell us a little bit about what uh, this workshop is, how you guys kind of came to work together? Well, we actually met at a networking (laughs) um, function and decided that we
2: wanted to merge our two passions, Um, myself as a business, fitness, and lifestyle coach, and Morgan as a personal stylist. So we really wanted to bring out um, to women or have them, it, what is your best self? How can you best present yourself both in the um, business side, your
0: lifestyle size and side, and your um, um, wardrobe. wardrobe size? Yeah. Style. So um, what does that look like? So when you uh, approach these kinds of programs, when you created this workshop, um, what is the aim of it? How do you, how is it kind of structured and how do you relate to these young women?
2: You know, it's really focus. It's what needs your attention. Okay. Is it your um, voices that you hear in your head that says you're not good enough? Is it the... Mm Um, is it self-care? Self-care we neglected. It um, used to be a way of life. It's a luxury today. So do you need to focus on, on moving, eating, sleeping, breathing, playing, resting, laughing? Or is it, um, you know, do you need to set intentions? Do you need to dream big? Do you need to um, work on your personal style?
3: Yeah, I think what I love talking to professional women, oftentimes your wardrobe is something that you don't think about. And it's really mm. a big um, influence of your performance, how you want to be seen, how you want to show up is really impacted by the clothes that you wear.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And that's uh, honestly, I think that's something that's overlooked um, and it's kind of you... I don't know. For me personally, I guess I don't think too much about what I'm going to wear or it's a hassle to think about it that way. But to set it up as it's really important um, how you present yourself and not just, uh, I mean, how you look, but how it makes you feel about yourself, too.
3: Absolutely. When you look good, you instantly feel better. When you feel better, people treat you differently and people treat you differently. More opportunities come to you. And looking good means your clothes, but also your physical health, your wellness and your total energy that you're bringing to the table.
0: So um, what exactly is Thrive in Style? And I mean, how did you guys start it? How did you meet? And then, so you met at your networking event. And then, so the Thrive in Style program, how did that kind of create? And how did you um, end up getting together with WIT? It (laughs) Really, it just... I feel like it just happened.
2: I mean, yeah. it,
3: mm-hmm. it was very organic. Yeah. I, I yeah. met Pam and said, I like your vibe. And, <laughs> and, and we we started spending a lot of time thinking, how can we merge these two concepts? How can we create a program? And I had been attending WIT events because that market of really smart women who mm-hmm. oftentimes don't think about their wardrobe was an area that I really wanted to touch. I right. worked in corporate. I was an econ major, so I get how their brain works, but I wanted to help them. So when I met Sandy and then I told her what we were up to and here we are. And, uh, so
0: Morgan with, um, your, your style, uh, company, can you go a little bit into that and how you got, cause you said you, econ was, was where you started. Major. So how did you kind of, who, that's
3: a big, jump. It's yeah. a big jump. I was an econ major <laughs> who ended up working in corporate retail for 10 years. So I always loved wow. clothes, but loved numbers as well. Okay. Um, and then I eventually said, you know, I like clothes, but I like what they do for people. I Mm. like how women feel when they put on the right garment. So that's when I led myself to being a wardrobe stylist, got trained, and really um, now I'm focused on helping that niche of everyday women. I think oftentimes women hear stylists and think the celebrities or the housewives that are on TV, but it really is for everyday executives and middle managers and those who are just starting out in their career to be aware of their image and um, how important it is to their income. So I work with women to help clean out their closets, I help women learn how to shop smartly, and then I help women um, put outfits together with stuff that they already own to feel good every day.
0: And so you said you were trained to become a style expert, or how to help women right, do that. That's so a thing. <laughs> that's and that's something. I mean, I didn't know that you, you could do that. So how did you go about that process? How did you be get There There's trained? a couple
3: of places in New York that I've studied, and tons of books on the impact of color on your wardrobe, and you know, just wow. like color on the walls impacts how you feel in a room. The color that you put on your body impacts how you feel and how people perceive you. Mm-hmm. And then there's um, a lot of studies on your body shape and how to dress for your where you hold your weight um, and how to camouflage your. Feet favorite your least favorite parts and highlight your favorite parts there's a lot of intricacies that go into why things are sold the way that they're sold Um, Mm -hmm. after spending 10 years in the corporate retail space the garments how much they cost to make and what the price is I love teaching women some of those tricks so that you really get the best value but also things that work for you not just for what the magazine says you should have
2: yeah and she loves 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 Malls and shopping.
3: I do. I do. That's my <laughs> and that's favorite not movie. for the faint of heart. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I love taking women because I can show them how to handle some of my favorite stores that are sometimes intimidating and showing giving you a plan of action and you don't overspend and you don't leave there with a bunch of stuff that you'll never wear again.
0: Right. So is that part of what you do as this uh, this expert? So you actually take women shopping and you show them what to look for? Absolutely.
3: So wow. I will take women shopping. <laughs> they'll meet me at a store. I'll have spent probably two to three hours before they get there doing some pre-shopping and having a bunch of things pulled for them. Wow. And then they'll come try I'm... it on and I'll explain why this works, why this doesn't work. And then um, we'll go back to their home and help them put the new things that they bought with the old things so that they've created multiple outfits. You get a really good return on your investment on what you're buying.
0: Wow. And so why um, are you – so you said you worked in corporate for 10 years and Mm -hmm. you kind of, I guess, saw the wardrobe, saw the fashion that was happening and you saw this need. So why did you have – I mean why was that kind of awakened in your heart to want to help these women in particular?
3: Because I was that woman. So ironically in corporate, I didn't – I was in a very business casual environment, and so Mm -hmm. I took full advantage of that. I wasn't really happy (laughs) where I was, and my wardrobe reflected that. And I really, looking back on it, was like, gosh, if I had dressed better and felt better about myself, I probably would have performed better. And I really wanted to help women not make the same mistakes that I did. Like, I loved clothes, but I was so just unhappy that my wardrobe reflected that. And I really want women to who are content and who are so smart, who have all these accomplishments but don't get taken seriously because they don't look the part. That's what I love to help them see, that this is really important.
0: Wow. And so how did you come to realize that that was really a key factor hinging on that that was kind of... Um playing or contributing to you um, feeling, I mean, I guess less than in a work environment that your wardrobe was really playing that big of a role.
3: Katie, it wasn't until after I left. (laughs) It became, when I became an entrepreneur, that's when it was Really important for me to get over my visibility issues and really to stand out in my wardrobe. And I actually do some talks on to stop dressing like an employee and start dressing like an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur and how you're taking ownership of your business, whether you are working for a company or working for yourself. But you also to take ownership of how you look in your image as well.
0: Wow, So um, what does that look like? So from dressing like an employee to now dressing like an entrepreneur, how do you bridge that gap? How do you go about dressing in, in a more appropriate way? That's a
3: great conversation. Um, great question. My favorite um, tip for women is wear a conversation starter. So that is something that is mm-hmm. bold, that is a bright color, that is a big piece of jewelry, that's a fun pair of shoes, something that draws people to you that will say, hey, I like your necklace or hey, that's a great color on you. And that starts the conversation and gives you the opportunity to tell people about your business without necessarily you actively initiating a conversation. It's a great tip for introverts too, because when you wear something that's yeah. bold and bright, you're drawing attention to yourself without you having to do the work.
0: Yeah, that's because uh, I'm, I'm a self-proclaimed introvert. I'm definitely an introverted. And so it's easy to want to not, I, I never want to wear bright things. I never want to stand out. I don't want to, I'd rather be in a big room and not talk to anybody. That's usually what 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 it's like. So hearing that is kind of, um, it makes sense because then you don't have to actually initiate. Um, but then, I mean, you think about, who is it, Mar- is it? Mark Zuckerberg who wears the same thing every day. And you hear different entrepreneurs who decide, you know, they're not going to take that element out of their day. They're going to I'm going to wear the same thing every day. And that's my um, uniform. So how do you, I guess, kind of look at that? And I mean, what is what a uniform that
3: can be different for everyone? So okay. my uniform, ironically, are dresses. So based on my body shape and based on how I finding pants can be hard. So I wear dresses. I have a lot of them in different colors. So that's although it won't look like a uniform for me. That's my go-to for the most part. Gotcha. Um, I have clients who are doctors um, who have their own practices, and their uniforms are really fun, funky pants and a cute pair of flats, and then a solid top that's underneath their white coat. So you still see like an element of fashion, and they have about 10 pairs of funky pants, 10, <laughs> ten, <laughs> ten solid sweaters, and you mix and match, and you have, I don't know, 10 times 10, 100 outfits that are a uniform, but doesn't look like that. So you can really redefine what a uniform means for you.
0: Wow. Okay. And so, um, I mean in this space with all the women that you've helped and the people that you've had the chance to interact with from women in technology through just different clients that you've had, do you have maybe one story that stands out to you in particular as someone that you really impacted and been able to help?
3: Yes, this actually was a woman in technology. It was a woman of color and she was oftentimes the only woman and the only person of color in the room as a consultant. Wow. And she told me that the reason she called me was she realized she was wearing all black to literally blend into the black chairs that were in the room. And she didn't want to blend. She, she wanted to blend into the room and not be seen. And she's I knew that was a point where I had to be confident and stand out. So oftentimes a lot of us women unconsciously, subconsciously wear black to kind of blend in or hide. And that was her wake-up call of, wait, I am literally blending into the chairs in this room, not being noticed. I have to start standing out and using color and a wardrobe that's impactful to make my presence known here and not be Unap- be, be unapologetic about who I am. Right, and have you
0: noticed um, maybe that it's kind of that's reminiscent of the um, technology careers, or um, I, or is that just kind of across the board? Women sometimes try and hide.
3: Women in technology <laughs> have like the double-edged sword of being in a very male-dominated field, right. um, more so than others, and and then also industry where clothes or fashion isn't as important you know like oftentimes in technology you can wear like mark zuckerberg the jeans and the (laughs) t-shirt um so you're falling in this trap of like i need to kind of blend in with the men but then also be super casual so it's kind of an excuse that some women use to not care about who they are and what their image is and so it's tough to kind of be okay with standing out when you're already the only woman in the room but then dressing like the boss. Sometimes that's, that's a challenge. So I love helping women find that middle ground of being appropriate and fun business casual and being confident with being the only woman sometimes in the room.
0: And for you, um, just uh, across your whole career, what would you say is the best piece of advice that you ever received?
3: When it comes to any type of business, all of you shows up. So Mm. it's not just about business. It's who you are as a person. It's about your spiritual practice. It's about your morals and your values. All of those things go into everything that you do. So that's something that sometimes you kind of, when you're in a corporate job or you're even as an entrepreneur and you're just doing, for me, I hate my accounting books, but like I have to, (laughs) those things that you don't enjoy doing, you have to realize that they're part of the bigger picture and that your business or your job is really a part of your service, you know, like you, if you're working in your corporate career and that's your one service that you're contributing to a bigger whole, that part is so important and you have to really value who you are in all areas and really give your best to that, to that job.
0: Absolutely. And if someone uh, wanted to learn more about you, where might they go to do that? They
3: can go to my website, which is style W-I-D-E-R-S-T-Y-L-E. Like longer, bigger, and wider.
0: (laughs) Oh, I like that. (laughs) That's good. Thank you. (laughs) Well, uh, thanks so much, Morgan. And we're just going to shift gears a little bit and bring Pam into the conversation. So, Pam, um, how did you get involved as a fitness, business, and lifestyle coach? Well, you know how sometimes people
2: just know what they're meant to do when they're born? (laughs) I was one of those people. I always knew I wanted to teach. I wanted to make a difference in people's lives. Wow. So I started my career as a first grade teacher. And after 14 years of teaching six-year-olds, I decided <laughs> to switch the focus to that of being an entrepreneur. And I opened a wellness studio where I, um, my focus was helping men and women make positive changes. Wow. So um, as a role as a business owner... In a small business, I wore many hats. So I was the um, office manager, the um, HR, marketing and sales, business development, IT department, which my millennial children cringed at the idea that I would be in charge of the whole um, IT department (laughs) in my small business. But also, I was the role of the business, the life, the fitness coach, the corporate wellness consultant, and wellness retreat leader. So I, um, I've worn many hats in my career and it comes down to the thing that I love most
0: is making a difference in people's lives. Hmm. And so why did you make that shift from, why did you set up? I'm a first grade teacher, but now I want to help both men and women as a coach. How did that shift happen? That was one of those times that I stepped outside of my comfort zone.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, long story short my house burned to the ground I lost everything I owned my um, after my i was, um I had to make changes I had to make a choice what am I going to do to reinvent myself and it just um, I knew I liked teaching I didn't want to go back into um, what I had done before and I, I loved wellness I was I've spent the last 18 years hiking the Appalachian Trail Wow and <laughs> yeah I have uh, <laughs> Over 1,900 miles that I've done, and I'm going to finish next year. I was an avid marathon runner, so wellness and health was a big part of my life. Right. How many more miles do you have to go?
3: Oh, yeah, I'm well,
2: <laughs> um, I'm actually leaving September 7th. I'm going to do about 140, 120 to 140 miles, and then I'll finish it up next year.
0: Wow. So wow. it's clear that, I mean, forcing yourself out of your comfort zone is pretty characteristic of what yes. you've done your whole life. Yes. So, I mean, where is that? How is that ingrained within you? And why is that such a part of your DNA?
2: You know, it's when you walk to the edge of your comfort zone, That's that's where you gain confidence. Yeah, that's where life happens for you. And we're so afraid, um, whether it's the voices we hear in our heads, the thoughts that we have, you know, what's holding you back from doing that. So many people, even it could even be your dreams. Women especially don't allow themselves to dream and to dream big and to go to that edge because we, Mm. we think we can't, or there's some reason that we shouldn't.
0: So how do you go about helping your clients bridge that gap? I mean, helping them to push them to the edge of their comfort zone, finding that confidence if it is something, because it is a challenge to really push yourself out Mm -hmm. of, um, what you're comfortable doing, but that's where you find your confidence. That's where you can really achieve those goals, those ones that you never thought possible. So how do you go about doing that? Um, really it starts with first, you know, trying to figure out what's
2: holding you back. Is it those, Mm -hmm. um, is it, the voices from the past? Is it, um, you know, what is it that you, you need to take, start taking turtle steps toward and taking small changes in your life and, and examining that and then creating a plan and then just knowing, and this goes for everyone and I don't care what business you're in or just in life, be prepared for change Mm. because it is going to happen You're going down a path, you think everything's great, and then pow, something happens. You have to reinvent yourself, adjust, and start over again. And if you have that mindset that you're going to constantly be in a state of change, then it's all doable. You know, life happens.
0: And then how do you... Because, I mean, just thinking about that, how you have to prepare yourself to always... For the unknowable, I guess anything can happen, right? Like you said, your your own home burned down. That wasn't something you planned. That was never something you thought would happen, but it did. So how do you, um, I guess, change the mental state of someone from that, knowing that, all right, this is what I do every day. I know this is my routine. I'm not going to change that. But then um, being able to help them mentally overcome that obstacle and see, okay, um, well, change is inevitable. Um, even, I mean, if it's something that's never happened to them, well, change is going to happen at some point. So how do you, I guess, how do you prepare them? Breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> breathe. Um, take
2: time. Self-care. Mm-hmm. Take time to be mindful. You know, what is it that needs your attention? And, you know, nature, nature is so incredibly healing. If you can just, if you, I mean, just having an office where you can look out the window and see green or going out and sitting on a bench at lunchtime, or if you can spend time, if you have a backyard or go to a park, Nature is incredibly healing. One of my certifications in coaching is a nature. I'm a nature based life coach. And nature will reflect back to you what's going on inside of you in really uncanny ways. Hmm. And it's incredibly healing. So just taking time to breathe, you know, um, be grateful for you know what
0: you have and give yourself grace when things don't go right yeah that's such that is absolutely key giving yourself grace for sure um and so how do you go about getting these different certifications and how many do you have what are you i mean what kind of coach are you certified as you said it's a a nature Uh, well i'm a life coaching i'm um
2: i have one certification from martha beck okay and i actually um oprah came to town i don't know um maybe eight, nine, eight, eight, nine years ago at Mm -hmm. the world Congress center and did one of those big events where, you know, she has the day and she's got this whole panel and Martha Beck was a life coach and she was on stage and I had never heard of life coaching. And she so inspired me that I, on the way home, I pulled over to Chick-fil-A and pulled up my laptop and signed up for her program. Wow. (laughs) And and then I just, um, nature, I love nature. And I um, was introduced to the nature based life coaching halfway through my um, other program. So I started that and I'm always loving, to, you know, I love to learn and learn new programs, start new things. so,
0: and so was the nature, um, the nature program, uh, particularly important to you because of your love of just, I mean, you run marathons, you hike, you do all that being outside. Yeah. It's really
2: was powerful for me because my, um, I started hiking the Appalachian Trail because my son who was 15 at the time, was um, struggling and he loved nature and loved the outdoors. So, I spent three days in an REI store learning how to backpack <laughs> and decided I would take him on the Appalachian Trail. And it was quite a journey. And the wow. and during that trip, I learned the power of nature and what it can do. So. That's why I vowed to hike the entire Appalachian Trail, which I'll be finishing after 18 years. Wow! And Man. the nature-based <laughs> coaching appealed
0: to me. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's incredible to be dedicated to something for 18 years. Yeah. That's, wow. That's, that's awesome. We can't <laughs> wait to hear when you uh, finish. I'm excited. So um, it's clear that the work that you do touches home. So you've impacted your own son in, in that way and you've impacted your own life. But um, similar with to what I asked Morgan, is there maybe um, a person's story who stands out to you in particular, who you've been able to help or just kind of guide through a transitional period in their life. um, And that just really has stood out to you over the years. You know, it's, it's really a, um,
2: um, when I think about all the different clients and the people that I've worked with, because my, the work I do, the change is a slower change. The fitness is faster. I mean, it's like Mm. Morgan is able to, you know, you can put on a color and it can instantly make a change. It's, It's fast. It's an instant, more of an instant gratification. And you can see that in the fitness coaching I do, where people can change and make a six to 12 week period if they're really dedicated. But the coaching, that is something that can take um, years. I mean, it's not something, you know, you can hire a coach and say, okay, I'm going to work with you three times and then I'm going to be changed. Mm -hmm. You know, so I have worked with, uh, you know, so many different people and so many different stories and it really it goes from just what's holding you back to dreaming
0: making a plan and breathing Yeah, just just (laughs) bring bring it all back. (laughs) Bring it all back. Yeah. So So, um, from the you you're a coach for fitness, business, and lifestyle, Mm -hmm. right? Those three Mm -hmm. those three areas. And then Morgan, you are a a style expert, correct? So um, how do you, I guess, combine all of those? Because I mean, I can imagine you have um, with style that's specifically for women in business, correct? Entrepreneurs, business people. But then you also have your fitness, your business, and your uh, just life in general, your, your personal life. So how do you kind of bring all those? together with your Thrive and Style program and help kind of coach women um, up on that? I mean, is there do you h- guide them on how to dress at the gym or do you guide them? I guess is there just different ways That's to... do idea. <laughs>
2: I we get that a lot of questions you know. about athletic wear too, yeah. so we should, yeah.
3: we should actually do a segment. But how we work is we come into organizations like WIT or yeah. to other companies, corporate companies And we talk um, about the holistic self. So we do about Mm. a 90 minute to sometimes 60 minute presentation that incorporates pieces of dressing for success from my portion and then dreaming for success so pam walks you through exercises on how to dream the life that you thought would be possible how to dream for your career whether it's in a in that corporation like what's your goal here and then what do you need to do Do you need to increase your networking in the company or all of those things so it's really a holistic program that we offer and then clients can um, sign up to or attendees can sign up to work with us individually okay um through you know i can do my silent services and then pam offers her full gamut of life-changing services as well.
2: And we really have um, a a dream, kind of a dream. <laughs> um, I do um, retreats, which now I call journeys, and okay. we would love to put together a journey um, where we both take women for an extended, like, you know, a week period where... Perhaps they do the shopping before the journey and we'll do Mm -hmm. some because you can really go deep and you can have a lot of fun on a journey on a retreat and maybe go to to Paris or Milan or someplace that's really fun and do our work and um, celebrate who we are. So that's what we would love to gather some women that would be interested in doing that, incorporate all aspects of what we do.
0: Yeah, Mm -hmm. well, we'll uh, we'll help you guys get the word out to come back in studio for sure. Yeah, (laughs) we'll do that. Um, So just thinking about it, I mean, okay, so I'm thinking about my own personal perspective. So fitness, all about it. Love going to the gym, working out. Uh, business, yeah, I mean, I, I love it. But then thinking about the style component. So I wonder um, if you come up uh, with women in your in your workshops or clients that you have that kind of segment those things. So you see fitness as one thing, your your personal lifestyle is one thing, your business is another. You're just segmenting those things. So you think, oh, well, style isn't important to me. So I can just focus on what Pam's teaching me. Or I mean, I love style. So I'm going to focus on what Morgan's saying. And I don't really care that much about what Pam's saying. So Just how do you, I guess, focus on or help those women who segment those things and see one as less important than the other?
3: So the presentation, the way that we've done it, is not just half of it is Pam and half of it is Morgan. It really are sections that blend together. So. Um, when Pam is talking about dreaming the life that you want to dream, I often come in and say, okay, when you're dreaming that life, were you really wearing all black? <laughs> when you are when you're dreaming about, you know, hiking the Appalachian Trail or, yeah. or, or saving the elephants, you know, how do you want to stand out? Let's talk about, you yeah. know, when you're dreaming your life that you want why are you wearing all black? So why are you wearing it right now? And so that kind of helps bring it home of this really is deeper than just clothes. It's how you think about yourself and how you think about um, your capabilities. And also, how do you think about how worthy you are? So, you know, a lot of women who have, you know, they've gained weight or they had a baby. They think, you know, I'm not worthy to to spend money on new clothes. That's not true. Like who you Mm -hmm. are right now is beautiful. You've done great things in your life and don't hide behind a mumu, whatever that mumu is for you, whether it's (laughs) yoga pants or, you know, a frock, like be proud of who you are, no matter your shape or size.
2: And it's really awareness, awareness for all parts of our life. So (laughs) style is a big part of that. So we, it's not, it never feels segmented that, you know,
0: I love that to think about it from that perspective of when you're dreaming about, cause you know, you have goals, you set, you have these aspirations. So what are you wearing in those dreams to think about it from that perspective? It just, you can't have one without the other. They're all so in, intricately intertwined. I love that so much. <laughs> um, so for each of you, I was just wondering, um, cause you each embarked on your own journeys as entrepreneurs. Um, so Morgan, we'll start with you. And then Pam, just, um, when you were younger, did you ever do anything that maybe signified one day you would want to be an entrepreneur want to break out? On your own to start your own business?
3: I never thought I'd be an entrepreneur when I came out of college. I yeah. I didn't see it from my parents. You know, they were, you know, both have worked at the same company for twenty, thirty years. I didn't even know what that really looked like. But looking back on it, I had a sketchbook that I was always sketching dresses and designs in. Wow. And it, so it's it's you know how life works. I ended up working in the corporate business side of making clothes. And now I'm I'm working with women to dress themselves in those clothes. But being an entrepreneur is just a like Pam described you're everything you know you're the you're the accountant you're the marketing you're actually doing your job of styling you're the customer relations and it's just a great lesson of learning of you know like I mentioned before all of who I am shows up in my business and that's a really Great thing sometimes, and it's also a challenging thing sometimes. Whatever your fears are, your insecurities, they can limit your business success if you don't deal yeah. with them. And that's something that's been a great lesson for me in getting over a lot of things. Wow. Self development is entrepreneurship.
0: Oh, that's
2: <laughs> yes. good. That is a good one. Right. Right. <laughs> yes, I have memories of not only trying to recruit every um, friend in the neighborhood to, be, to play in my play school classroom, <laughs> if I couldn't get the neighbor kids, then I would line up my brother's little hot wheels and they were the students in my oh. classroom. I can remember building leaf houses in the yard where different groups of sticks and leaves were my students. It means I was always like finding somebody to teach.
0: I love that. (laughs) So you each had a little thing and it's, you know, it's fun to kind of reflect back and think, well, maybe that kind of did signify to me. Maybe Mm -hmm. one day I would start my own business or one day do what I exactly what I'm doing now, kind of that path that you were, you were called down. So, um, are there any thrive and style programs coming up that we can uh, go ahead and put out there?
3: not yet we just finished one uh tuesday so we're we're always taking what what we did and learning and and excited to to move forward so any companies out there big or small we're excited to come into your office and we talk to men and women too so i know we're talking pretty focused right now just about women and style but we can also i mean these principles are absolutely universal to living the life and showing up fully
0: and if somebody wanted to learn more about thrive in style where would they do that uh, well, they can come to my website, okay.
2: thrivejourneys.com, and there's a, a page. It's on the front
0: page. It's a program that we offer, so you'll okay. see Thrive in Style. Thrive Journeys. And can they go there to learn more about you and your business Ab- too, Pam? Absolutely. Great. And absolutely. Morgan, uh, what's your website one more time?
3: Wider Style, W-I-D-E-R-S-T-Y-L. S-T-Y-L-E. So longer, bigger, and wider in style. There com. we
0: go. Love it. Well, thank you both so much for stopping by the studio and uh, sharing your stories with us. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. So, uh, Sany, uh way to bring two great guests again.
1: Well, I will <laughs> tell you, I left the workshop and I bought something in pink because Woo! it did yes. I said I'm going to stop wearing dark everything yes um, and then I also did laugh yoga so see I I did like two extraordinary oh things in a very short period of time
0: so it's because it of the good. program that was Absolutely. good and pink is good that aligns with wit's colors right it does there you go it does. <laughs> bring it all together so uh, what can we expect coming up from wit in the coming months
1: so next week we have our wit forum which is on internet of things um, so that's going to be at Maggiano's on the fifteenth, okay, um, seven thirty, and that'll be interesting because we're doing them as TED Talks, and so this will be the first time we've had that format. Wow! So I'm hoping I'm going to see you there.
0: Yeah, I, th- I'm definitely going to be there. Absolutely. I'm excited. Internet of Things. And, yeah.
1: And then um, Women of the Year Awards is coming up November eighth, and so we're um, we have nominations going on now. So if you know a woman who's in science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. And you want to nominate them, please go to mywit.org and nominate them. And, of course, we're looking for sponsors for that event as well.
0: Well, great. And so, um, so women in, that, in those arenas, those are the women who are eligible mm-hmm. for, um, to be nominated for those awards. And anybody can nominate.
1: And anyone they, can nominate. And so it's best to go on our website because the criteria is set there. It doesn't have to be someone who does coding or just a person who's CIO. Right. It really is someone who's in a business, who's doing phenomenal things, and we would want to highlight them.
0: Well, great. Well, thanks so much again, Sandy, for coming in. Absolutely. Looking looking forward to the WIT Forum next week. And if you guys, again, if you want to learn more about WIT, you can visit mywit.org. Thank you all for listening in. And we will see you next time on Atlanta Business Radio.